around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everyone. God bless you, and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. As always, we're just thrilled and honored to talk to you and share with you from the Word of God and what we feel by the Holy Spirit to minister to you and that we're believing it's going to help you right now today. Whenever you hear it, uh, maybe you'll listen to it. We have friends tell us they listen two and three times to each podcast, and we're so grateful for that and so grateful that we're able to help and minister, encourage, um, get, maybe dispense out some information and add some new ammunition to your gun from the Word of God. Every one of these verses, T.L. Osborne, I love this quote. He said that every Word of God has within its power the ability to produce what it promises when it is believed and acted upon. So that's what we want he to give you. Says it ha- it, he actually said it has in its DNA. Yeah, I added that part. <laughs> I added the DNA part. He said within its power. Well, you can't be adding to what T.L. said. <laughs> I did, though. I just made Lord, that clear. Lord, forgiver and helper. <laughs> but I added that in there. It has within its power, like within its DNA, the ability to produce what it promises when it is believed and acted upon. And that just makes it so simple. That's for whosoever will, you know. I'm not going to believe any of your quotes anymore. Because <laughs> I heard you say, T.L. Osborne said, it has within its DNA. Oh, every scripture has so now, within so its power. So now I'm quoting it, T.L. said it, and come to find out you added to it. Well, at least I fooled you and made you think it was T.L. Well, it sounded did. smart. It sounded like, I mean, he's my friend, it sounded like something he'd say. It sounded like something he would say. Well, anyway, we hope you That's got like the message. That's like reading stuff on Facebook. People say, oh, you know. Abraham Lincoln said this, and right. he didn't. Right, <laughs> found out, found out. Well, listen, we're, again, we're just delighted to be with you here, and uh, it's the last day of July. and That uh, means it's my little sister's birthday. Yes, yes. Happy birthday, Debbie. Yes. And Debbie L. Brown. Mm. Well, happy birthday, Debbie. We just got to see her, and we are so thrilled about that. So it was a good time and a good visit, and it was a a beautiful season of the year. And so here we are again uh, to share with you from Terry Mize Ministries podcast, A Word in Season. So here we are. So what we wanted to do today was talk to you about um, some of the things that Terry has been preaching um, at new things and then some standard things that uh, the Lord has given him all through these 51 years of ministry and um, just share with you the things that we feel and have seen and have the testimonies, the proof of to help people. And so, darling, you know, just pick out here what we've got. Our um, These are some of the, the teaching uh, topics that Terry has ministered on and um, we're just thrilled. We get testimonies all the time of people that say they they won't ever forget that message. I remember a friend of yours, longtime friend of yours, and um, we were in Honolulu two or three years ago and had lunch with this gentleman, and he was saying, I'll never forget the message that you preach. Then we were in New Zealand having dinner with um, uh, pastors down there that were in your meetings, oh, 20, 25 years ago, and said, we'll never forget that night what you preached. And I said, well, what did he preach? And he told me exactly what you preached that night. Oh, yeah, that was over 30 years ago. That was over 30 years ago. So we know that the Lord uses things. I do have people tell me that all the time. Yeah, you do. I think, you know what? I think that is, Renee. 
I think it's because, as I've said so many times, I don't preach sermons. Right. I preach lifestyles. lifestyles. I preach something that, not just some little three points in a poem, not just because, hey, i got to preach, so I better come right. up with something. Right, But it's actual lifestyles that the hearer right. can take it and use it in their daily life. Use right. it in their finances, use right. it in their health, use it on their kids, Absolutely. use it on their marriage. Absolutely. Use it on everything that they do. Because I try to teach them that the average person, man, woman, boy, girl, can take that. You know, I've always said this. I've said the Word of God ought to work, and the blessings of God and the prosperity of God right. ought to work for the widow on the back row the same as it does for the preacher on the front row. Exactly. It should work for everybody the same. And so people tell me that a lot, that they remember my sermons or remember something I said or Certainly, they remember my testimonies and stories because I, I've got so many things that the Lord has done and so many things the Lord has used us to do. Right. And, and, and frankly, they just don't hear that much anymore. You know, there's just not that many people that have the kind of testimonies I have and are, are certainly in our circles. I mean, you know, uh, there's certainly people around the world that I've never heard of that have got wonderful testimonies and we'll hear them when we get to heaven. But, but uh, and, and you know, another thing, people are always uh, uh, coming and, 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 you know, not only quoting something I've said, uh, but it, it, was a, it was a life-changing thing to them. It ministered to them and it turned the light on. You know, I always pray, just like we pray before the podcast and ask the Holy Spirit to do three things, to turn on the light, so that whatever we're preaching uh, is is visible and obvious, and the people say, "Oh, I see that, I see that," uh, because the lights turned on to something they hadn't thought about before, and they see it. And then, secondly, I've asked the Holy Spirit to to prick their hearts, just like on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter two, whenever Peter uh, preached his very first sermon when he was full of the Holy Ghost. On the day of Pentecost, he got the Holy Ghost, cloven tongues like as a fire, and began to speak in other tongues. And then he went downstairs out of the upper room. And he preached this marvelous message in Acts chapter 2. And it says that uh, the Holy Spirit pricked their hearts. Right. And because of that, 3,000 people got saved. I tell you, when the Holy Ghost pricks your heart, something happens. So we always ask the Holy Spirit, number one, turn on the light. Yes. uh, Make make the people able to see what we're saying is the truth. Uh, Number two, prick their hearts. And then number three, move on their will. Now, the Holy Spirit isn't going to change somebody's will, but he certainly can move on their will. To where they'll say, you know what, I will do that. I will serve God. I will do that scripture. I will take that into my uh, repertoire of scriptures and begin to pray it and confess it and declare it and do it. And so, uh, so he does. And people come to me and say, I remember that testimony. I remember that sermon. That that changed my life. That helped me. Uh, I was in a couple of churches recently, and I said, How many of y'all remember when I was back here a year or two ago, three ago, and I ministered this word to you called God's a good checker player? And I mean, they just. They just light up and oh, their faces light up and they smile and their hands go up. And I say, how many of y'all have used that? And I mean, they just, yes, yes, yes. Because again, that wasn't a sermon. No, that's right. It was a lifestyle. It was something one of my fathers in the faith, John Osteen, said to me uh, 50, 51 years ago when I was an 18-year-old kid. And Brother Osteen said to me, Terry, God's a good checker player and he doesn't move out of turn. And if you're praying about something and nothing's happening, you're fasting, nothing's happening, you're believing God, nothing's happening, you're calling on heaven, nothing's happening, he said, maybe you ought to stop and see whose turn it is. Maybe God's waiting for you to move and he's not going to exactly. move out of turn. Well, that wasn't a sermon, but Renee, that's 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 helped me for 51 years. It's saved my life. It's, it's, it's made me money, saved me money. 
uh, taking me around the world, helped me. And, and all the people I've preached it to over the years, it's helped them, blessed them. Because again, it's not a sermon. It's not three points in a poem. It's a lifestyle of here how, here's how you can operate on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So here's how you can operate in your marriage, with your exactly. kids, with your husband, with your wife, with your finances, with your health, with your ministry. This will work for you. Well, it's a guideline. It's a precept in Israel. You know, like it, like David said about the fact that that those that stick by the stuff shall get the same reward as those that go out to battle. Absolutely. But when First you look Samuel at chapter thirty, verse pre- twenty-four and twenty-five, these are precepts that God is a good checker player, and that we learn from the Word of God that we wait on the Lord and we're of good cheer. But yet, on the other hand, there comes a time that faith without works is dead. Oh, yeah. And you've got James to James tells us three times three in that times. same paragraph, faith right. without works is dead. James being, chapter 2. Being alone. Yeah. You know, he, he makes a real point that, hey, you can have all the faith in the right. world, right. but if, but it's dead. If you don't put corresponding actions to it, you can just have faith, 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 faith. Right. But if you're not acting on it, if you're not putting corresponding actions to it, even though it's a great word, even though it's great faith, it is dead. It doesn't work. That's right. You've got to put action, corresponding action to your faith. Well, and it's all of those things that, that make faith work, just like James chapter 1, you know, talks about not being double-minded. Then James chapter 2 tells you, You've got to act your faith. You can't just believe no, it. You've got to single in and and really focus in on what you're believing God in faith. So those are the things that are precepts to uh, prerequisites to you receiving no, by absolutely. faith absolutely. from God no, what you're asking, praying, believing for. You know, I've just never understood and still don't. I'm 69 years old. And I still don't understand it. How that there's so many brands of Christianity, you know, you got the Pentecost and the Baptist and the Methodist and the Church of Christ and the Episcopalians and the Catholic. I mean, you just got everybody. Right. And yet, I've never understood how come people don't embrace the Word, the Bible, the Word, and quote it and confess it and pray it in their prayer time and use it like a weapon and a tool to make faith work for them, to make the Word work for them, to make the things of God move in their behalf and in their favor. I've, I've never understood that. People, they call it, uh, we call it word of faith. And I've just always said, if you believe the Bible, your word of faith. If you believe the Bible, if right. you use the Bible. And I don't understand. I look at Christians. I look at some of our own relatives, some of our own kids, some of our own uh, people that we love dearly that know the word, that we raise them in the word, we train them in the word. They've, they've watched our lifestyles all these many years, yours and Dean's and mine's and Jackie's and now mine and yours. Right. And, uh, and yet they, they still just go along like some nominal denominational Christian that mm-hmm. just loves God, mm-hmm. goes to church, you know, praises the Lord, sings the songs, hugs the necks, sloppy agave, you know. And, and yet they don't get in the Bible and grab a scripture and say, I tell you what, devil, I'll fight all hell with this scripture. You take your hands off my child. You take your hands off my whatever, my marriage, my finances, my health, right. my body. Here's this scripture, and this scripture is a, a weapon in my hand. It's a sword in That's my right. hand, and I That's stick right. it into you just like Jesus did when you came in Matthew 4 and tempted him. He said, it is written. And when he said that, that scripture came out. A little old scripture out of Deuteronomy he used, and it just came alive, just like just like on Star Wars when the sword goes <laughs> and appears. <laughs> 
And then he, he yeah. stuck it right into the devil and said, it is written. That's Man right. shall not shall live not by bread, bread alone. Because the devil would say, hey, you're hungry. Make these breads turn into, make these <laughs> stones turn into bread. And Jesus said, it is written. <laughs> then he said, hey, why don't you bow down and worship me? And I'll give you all this stuff. And Jesus said, it is written. Another little scripture in Deuteronomy. Thou shalt serve the Lord thy God and him only shall thou serve. And just stabbed it into him. I mean, That's put right. it in all the way to the hilt and twisted it. And then he, then he said to him, hey, jump off this pinnacle. After all, God will send angels to help you and you won't get hurt. And Jesus said, it is written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And to, stuck that sword into him again, gave it a twist, and uh, the devil left. And I just don't understand Christians today not embracing that instead of just going along, floating down the sea of life, uh, the river of life, just saying, well, Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. If it's God's will, he'll bless me. If it's not his will, he won't bless me. Whatever whatever God thinks. If he, he wants me to die, I'll die. If he wants me to live, I'll live. You know, the, the, the word of faith is a proactive thing. No, it is. The Bible is a proactive book. As you take this book and put it in your mouth, and Paul said, Paul said, what saith it? Romans chapter 10. The word of faith is nigh thee, even in thy mouth, and in thy heart, even in thy heart, and in thy mouth. Faith's in you in two places, your mouth and your heart. Now take it and put it in your mouth and get it in your heart and let's let it squirt out your mouth. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So whatever's in your heart in abundance is going to squirt out your mouth whenever the pressure comes. And that's, that's I mean, that's just pretty well straight across the board for every human being. Well, absolutely. And so when we when we realize how valuable learning the Word of God is and how it can turn the tide of your life. Um, I was just going to comment here on uh, Proverbs chapter 5. It says, um, you know, that your offspring, your children, that you're, as you raise them, they're not supposed to be dispersed abroad as water brooks in the streets. You know, when somebody throws a bucket of water out mm -hmm. in the cobblestone yeah. street, yeah. that water just kind of finds its way down the street any mm -hmm. way it wants to. Mm -hmm. But the thing about the Word of God is that the Lord wants it to hit the mark. You know, Paul said, I press towards the mark. Yes, so there, there is there, a target. There is, there a, is mark a target that you're aiming for. Right, and it's not the case, sirrah, sirrah, God is in control, what will be, will be. It is a specific it's target. It's proactive. It's proactive. It's supposed to work like that. One of the things that, that's on your... Um, a list of ministry tools that you send out to people and they're able to purchase is um, don't let your mouth deceive your heart, which is just what you've been talking oh, absolutely. about. You know, absolutely. that you, you uh, that's out of James one yeah, too, yeah. is, is that, you know, your, your mouth can deceive your heart and negate your act of faith. Absolutely. And I found that when, when I've heard you teach that to people and, and sometimes just to, you know, it, sometimes it's a large church, sometimes it's a, a staff that the, a pastor wants you to teach and share with them, that it comes back down to, to what are you going to say? Right. You know, and how are you going to say it? It does every time. And it how does are you gonna, every time. And how are you going to be faithful to that and not... Um, you know, become double-minded. But it's, it says there in James chapter 1, don't let your mouth deceive your heart. Right. That's one of your ministry what it, yeah, CDs. No, what it actually says in James one twenty six, it says, if any man among you right. seems to be religious, right. but bridles right. not his own tongue, That's right. thereby deceiving his, his own, own heart, heart, 
then that man's religion is in vain. Right. Or in other words, don't let that man think he's going to get what he's believing God for. Right. It's not going to work because he's double-minded. And the word says a double-minded man's unstable in all his ways. And so, so he, he tells us plainly, look, you've got faith in your heart. You've got faith in your mouth, now, you, but only your mouth can get it out. Your heart can't get it out. Right. Your heart has to have the mouth right. to get out the faith. And so the heart says, mouth, don't deceive me. Don't deceive me. You've got faith and I've got faith. Don't deceive me. Only you can get it out. <laughs> don't right. deceive me. That's and your right. mouth says, okay, heart, no problem. You've got faith. I've got faith. I won't deceive you. We're good. We're in agreement. And then you're going down the road and, and you see somebody and say, hey, good morning. They say, you say, how you doing? And they say, oh, I'm not, I'm not doing too good. Or they say to you, how are you doing? You say, oh, I'm right. not doing right. too good. Your heart's screaming. Right. I'm healed. I'm blessed. <laughs> I'm prosperous. The, the sky's blue. The, the grass is green. The birds are singing. They're, Jesus is Lord. Everything's wonderful. But your mouth says, oh, I'm not doing so good. That's right. I didn't sleep too good last night. I've got this pain back here in my back. You know, I'm I, I'm short on my on my, my rent money this week, and they're laying off people down at the job. I think I'm going to be next. Mm. And all of a sudden, your heart begins to scream at your own mouth and say, "You deceived me! Right. You deceived me! You deceived me!" And instantly, you lose the things that you're believing God for. Well, it's like, and that's what that tape series is about. Don't let your mouth deceive your heart. You you guard your mouth, and you guard your Proverbs says you guard your heart. Because out of it flows the issues of life. Out of it's going to flow your faith. Out of it's going to come the faith and the word. But if your mouth doesn't speak it, then your heart's deceived and you're going to lose what you believe in God for. That's a good tape series. Well, I've heard as many um, bad confessions right after the pastor's sermon. Oh, sure. I've heard pastors make <laughs> people, bad confessions. People leaving church after they've just heard a message on faith be asked how they're doing just absolutely negate it's like they never heard the teaching on faith from the pulpit sure and that's why uh christians can all can live can be christians and let yet live a negative unproductive prayer life and faith life no that's right because they deceive their heart and that's what's so important um you know you've got uh in your cd actual series that you offer there are there's about four of those that could actually put somebody through Bible school like an entire semester or more. You've got faith anchor, the spirit of faith, and then you've got basics of faith, and then you've got um, you know the whole thing on spiritual authority. That if you took those things and began to teach uh, people in a class or you purchase them for yourself, you could put your whole family through a Bible school course. No, I, well, you really could. You're you really know, because those, those. those are absolute faith right. laws and principles that work when you work them, right. don't work when you don't work them. Powerful. Those are powerful things. Well, even mission, your series on missions, it's the purpose of faith. Right. When you when you begin to take those and lay, I always like to see the word of God like we're going to lay a foundational layer. Then we're going to come back in and we're going to layer in more truth. Then we're going to come back in and layer in more truth. And we're going to build an intelligent, rational perspective on how God intends for the believer to live. We know that four times in the Word of God, I always like to think about it as it's a, you know, one of those verses for every season of the year that the just shall live by faith. Yeah. The just shall live four by faith. Four times God. in the Bible. Yeah. Starts we off run, in Habakkuk 2, 4. Yeah. The just shall live by faith. Then goes to Romans 1, uh, 17. The just shall live by faith. Then it goes to 
uh, Galatians 3, the just shall live by faith. Then it goes to Hebrews uh, 10, the just shall live by faith. It's kind of like, you think God's trying to tell us something? <laughs> Old Testament and New? No, that's right. That's right. And it, and we just want to help you and emphasize that because all of us are learning. You know, the Bible says, Terry, uh, that we go from faith to faith, from glory to glory, that God's always trying to lead us upward, higher, better, uh, advance our uh, perspective on things and and develop our expectation in him so that we trust in the Lord with all of our heart and we don't we don't get taken out, you know? Sure. Uh, we don't, like James chapter one says, let not that man. I don't want to be that man or woman no, that does not. not receive anything no. from the Lord because no. I'm double-minded. Right. I, I'm not only am I ignorant of what the Bible would say about faith, but then I'm double-minded about, about what I've heard. And that's pretty much how I grew up Pentecostal. And, uh, you know, I think... Pentecostals and Baptists and Catholics were almost just alike in that we never knew who the enemy was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we never knew if it was God's God. making trying, us sick or if yeah, it's the devil. Is it the devil or God trying to teach us? Or, you know, did we miss it somewhere? Is there something in there that, that uh, you know, God's trying to get my attention? Or, or is he judging me about something? Sure. You know, and it causes us, just like you said, there in James chapter 1, to be double-minded. Yep, yep. And, it, and I think that's one of the boldest most scary, startling statements in the Bible where it says, let not that man or woman receive anything mm -hmm. from the Lord. Yeah. Because you become double-minded, you don't add acts of faith to your faith, and then you end up um, conflicted because of your inability to use your own faith. That's and right. that's what these faith series that you teach here, faith anchor, the spirit of faith, and then uh, missions, the purpose of faith, and then the basis of basics of faith. No, That's absolutely. four series that people could purchase and just teach to yourself oh, and then teach to your family. And if you don't get and, that concept about missions, you're going to miss the whole right, ball of That's the whole purpose. Purpose, purpose, what, because purpose. Because it's what does God use his faith for? Yeah, that's right. You know, what, what is God using his faith for? That's right. You know, you only use faith, Renee, for something you don't have. That's right. You know, if you got a new car, you're not believing for a new car. You got one. If you got a hundred dollar bill, you're not believing for a hundred dollars. You got it. You know, you, you're not you're not believing for something you already have. You're believing for something you don't have. So the question it begs the question: What does God use His faith for? God's a faith God. He's sitting in heaven using His faith. He's believing. He's confessing. There's something He wants. Well, what is it? What is it? What is it? God doesn't have. What is it? God can't have. Why in the world would He use His faith? He can have anything He wants. No, there's one thing He can't have, and that's souls. That's right. And so he's always using my, his faith my, my. for souls. He he gave Jesus, planted his best seed, right. Jesus, so he'd get us. Now, I think that's a bad deal, but he thought it was a good deal. Wow. You know, he gave Jesus yeah. and planted Jesus in the ground so he would get us. So because he knew the laws of seed time and harvest because he invented them. And so he said, whatever you put in, you're going to get back more. So he put Jesus in the ground uh, expecting a great harvest of billions of people. And that, so he's using his faith every day, constantly, for souls, right. and yet he can't get those souls unless you and I and the Christians uh, produce those souls for him, unless we go out and win souls. So you've got to understand that concept of missions or evangelism right. or soul winning. Right. And uh, uh, that's a great series. All those series you just mentioned are tremendous Holy Ghost anointed series. And like you said, they can contact the office either on, either on uh, 
uh, online, terrymize.com, or they can they can call up on the telephone on the landline, which is 918-392-9930, 392-9930. Right. Here in Tulsa. Uh, and 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 order those things and get them into their hands, and uh, some of those things you know I've taught for a long, long, long time. Well, I was looking at this one here where it says, and I wanted to kind of lay out a foundation of how to listen to these possibly, but this one says how you. This is a three CD series, and it says how you can be a hero of faith, and you know if if you took like that first one we talked about, Terry, about don't let your mouth deceive right. you. Then you listen to how to be a hero of faith. Right. Then you begin to That's layer. That's a really good series yeah. talking about people in the Bible that were heroes and how you can be one. How you can, I mean, and I think that that is like. People tell me I'm a hero of faith. Well, that wasn't an accident. I, I went into it <laughs> no, that's with, right. with blood in my eye and with, you know, fire in my bones and no, the sword in exactly. my hand and my shield up and ready to go. Well, and you have to learn these things like. Uh, I would uh, listen after that, like a spirit of faith, you know, right. because we've oh, been that's given powerful. that. That's we've been powerful. given that. Well, see, then the word got... says there's the law of faith. Right. The word says there's the gift of faith. Right. The word says there's the fruit of faith. Right. But then there's also, which most people don't know anything about and don't talk about, there's right. also the spirit. The spirit of, of faith. faith. And Paul said, I have the spirit of faith. You know, I, I've got the spirit of faith. Right. And, and I. I like to only run around with people as close friends that have the spirit of faith. And frankly, Renee, there's not many of them. Well, many you know, operate in the in the in the in the fruit of faith and the in the in the gift of faith. But there's that spirit of faith. You know, God said about Caleb that he had another spirit with him. Right. He had another spirit with him. Had a different. And spirit, that spirit he spirit. had was the spirit of faith. That spirit Paul had was the spirit of faith. Well, your series on the basics of faith. It. I love that. When when you think about how God's trying to help you go from faith to faith and help you go from glory to glory. And Paul said, you know, he talked about, you know, so many things about if you, Jesus said, if you had faith, you know, and then all of these things, like you're saying about the spirit of faith that, you know, we have the same spirit that the Holy Ghost is going to teach us faith by, therefore we speak. So the action of speaking, the action of believing is always involved in faith. And you and you and I, uh, I mean, all you and Jackie, when y'all were uh, going to the mission field, uh, we were all learning as we went. Yes. You know, we yes. we had to we had to learn it, what worked and what yep, didn't yep. work, and how to do it, and where we were missing it, and right. and find out where the little foxes were that were causing us not to make it work right, and then find out where our strengths were. And where our weaknesses well, were. Well, we had stuff working in us that we didn't even know we, we had. We didn't even know. You know I, I would... remember when Brother John Osteen and Dodie told me one time at lunch, they said, Terry, you, you've got, you walk in spiritual authority. I said, I walk in what? You know? <laughs> and then Mom and Dad Goodwin, which, which uh, were dear friends of mine, Carmen and J.R. Goodwin, and they were dear, dear, dear friends of Brother Hagen's. And Brother Hagen talks about them all the time and on his, in his books and in his tapes and CDs and what have you, in his meetings he talked about them. And, and they were his very best dear, dear friends, J.R. Goodwin. And when J.R. Goodwin died, I was at the funeral, and Brother Hagen preached the funeral, and I walked up to Brother Hagen and said, Dad, you did a good job. That was a great job that you, you just preached that great message there at, here at this wonderful man's funeral. And Renee, Brother Hagen just fell over on me, just fell on me. And uh, I grabbed him and held him, you know, and he just cried. I mean, he blubbered like a baby. And he said, Terry, I've lost my best friend. Hmm. I've lost my best friend. Now, this is a preacher. This is a great man of God who's showing grief at a funeral. Some people say we shouldn't have any grief or mourning. But here's Brother Hagin just bawling on me, 
uh, and, and saying, I lost my best friend. And he said, now I have no one to talk to. Mm. That's a powerful statement for that prophet of God. He said, now I have no one to talk to. I'm, I'm sitting there holding him thinking, what am I, chopped liver? You know? <laughs> but he said, Terry, no one on the planet understands me. He said, this man understood me and now he's gone. Isn't that powerful? Well, it's amazing, you know, to to be yoked together and have a like precious faith. Absolutely. Like, like Peter My, talked Mom about. and Dad Goodman, they're the ones that got John Osteen filled with the Holy Ghost. They're uh, the ones that taught Howard Carter about the gifts of the Spirit. And Howard Carter is the guy that wrote the book on the gifts of the Spirit that all of us preachers, when we want to know something about the gifts of the Spirit, we go read Howard Carter's book. And Mom and Dad Goodman is the one that taught him. Well, God's and they were my friends. God's always uh, got a wonderful plan, and He's always used people down through the ages. The last two thousand years, God's been building one generation after another to help you and I in these last days yeah. really be strong yeah, in faith. Yeah, sure. And that question Jesus asked, you know, when I come, will I find faith in Luke the earth? 18, yeah. Luke eighteen, there that He um, He's looking for a church. Without spot, Jesus is coming looking for faith. And he's looking for people that are ready to use their faith. I've always said, yes, sir, you find me and you'll find faith. I don't know where I'll be when you come, but wherever I'm at, India, Africa, or wherever, you find me and you'll find faith. If you're looking for faith, I'm going to be operating in it. Well, and everything in the Word of God, from Genesis to Revelation, is to help you excel in a life of faith. Yes. So that your prayers are answered and so that what you say out of your mouth comes to pass and that you can learn to live without fear and worry yes. and you can begin to influence people for the kingdom of God like your series here on how you can be a hero of faith I mean that can be anywhere that can be in the grocery store sure. that can, that can sure. be a, at the PTA meeting at school um, your series here on Terry on uh, Straight Talk for the Family, that's an old series. That's ancient. But it's very, very, very My kids good. are old folks now, and they were little <laughs> then. But yet it's yet I taught for 13 weeks. Right. So now I don't have that luxury of going to one spot and teaching one for 13 teaching weeks. So, so I can't So I can't reproduce that. So it's old, but the word in it is still just as alive and well and works just like it, just like it always has. Well, and I think you can take so many of the things that you preach and teach and use them uh, as a foundation to build what God's trying to do in your life right now. Even though Terry and I, you know, are, are older than a lot of you mom, young moms and dads, uh, still, the truth never changes. No. And truth and is always there. we used to be the youngest there. preachers. Yeah. We were saying this stuff then. We used to be the youngest we, preachers anywhere yeah, we went. We have lived by this stuff. And what success we have had has been on uh, using these things from the Word of God. I wanted to just briefly talk about... Um, one of the series that you that you're writing a book on right now. In fact, we have not all you're you're, you're correcting um, your first draft, and it's about to go to second draft. Right. And we hope here by the end of the year, we're going to have that book and that printed and in the hands yes. of believers yes, called yes, "Pulling yes. Down Strongholds." Pulling down strongholds. That and, is so powerful. And we're um, we're really going to. Uh, believe that as that thing goes into the hands of people that it's going to empower the church is going to wake up and see themselves empowered yes. because the church cannot be silent in these last days we live in the most uh dangerous 
and the most complicated age that's ever been on the planet. Right. There is more evil. Hell has unleashed everything against the church, against Israel, against the men and women of God. Uh, everything that, that uh, even against America, who has been the bastion of Christianity, the world and Satan and hell are trying to silence right. everything that we do to help bring the gospel to right. the nations right, of the right. world. And that's why we have to learn how to pull down those strongholds. We absolutely do. <laughs> like Ephesians chapter 6, that we go in and we take authority over principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness, in even places. in high places. And then knowing... That what? from your series on Blood Warrior, that you are a warrior. That's yes. why you were born, yes. is to fight yes. against yes. the kingdom of dar darkness. Yes. So if you put those two together. <laughs> oh, all those just, all of them dovetail, all of them fit together. Because yeah. It's, it's no, just what Joe, I've done. My goodness. It's what I've done these 51 years. You know? Yeah. I mean, well, even more than that, even the two years I was uh, a youth leader before I went into the ministry right. at 18, I was a youth leader at 16, and God showed me things and began to have me use things when I, was, when I was 16. You know, one of the most exciting things to me, Renee, I know you're talking about several of these, these series and trying to get people to realize they really could put themselves through <laughs> You Bible really could. Really cheap. Yeah, really <laughs> you know? cheap. Because and, uh, you don't even have to have gas to go anywhere. Just order these things. And, and, and you know, when I was 16... Mm -hmm. In 1966, right. I'm 69 now if you're trying to do the math, but I first heard Kenneth E. Hagan, and Brother Hagan had just left the Assemblies of God. He'd been Assembly of God all these years. He had just left the Assemblies of God and gone into his own ministry, into Kenneth Hagan Ministries, you know, into a charismatic uh, arena. Right. And and he came to our town, my hometown of Midland, Texas, and came out to rent him, rented a hotel you know, meeting room. I think it was the Ramada Inn, little little meeting room. I don't know. It probably wouldn't hold a hundred people. And, uh, and 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 Brother Hagen was there, and Buddy and Buddy and uh, Patsy uh, Harrison were there. His daughter and his son-in-law, and then Ken Junior, who's now Pastor Hagen out at Rama, right. and uh, Lynette right. were there, and Lynette right, was right. playing the piano, and you know, well. and, I mean, and I met all of them in 1966, and I sat there and listened to those meetings, and it literally changed my life mm -hmm. because Brother Hagen, now I was raised Pentecost, so I, I, I was not a stranger to miracles and healings. Right. Plus my mama took me out of school for a whole week when I was in the first grade, when I was six years old, took me over to Odessa, Texas, 20 miles away, to an Oral Roberts uh, well, crusade. Yeah. And I saw miracle after miracle after outstanding miracle. Plus, he had a lady with him at the time that was sharing her testimony named Ann Baxter. Right. And dear, I mean, oh. no, no, Betty Baxter. Betty I'm Baxter. sorry, Betty Baxter. Betty Baxter, right. And, and I tell you, Boy, as a, a six-year-old, I mean, I can still yeah. see her in my mind's eye yeah, standing yeah, up on that yeah, platform yeah, right. giving that testimony. She's wearing a white dress. And she gave mm -hmm. that powerful testimony of supernatural creative miracle where she was just well, she well anyway. It's a marvelous, marvelous. And she I is. so I'm not a, I wasn't a stranger to miracles. I wasn't a stranger to healings. Um, but yet the common teaching in the church was that you had to wait, you know, for Brother Big Name to get to town. I don't say sure. Big Name disrespectfully. I mean somebody right. that you know and you've heard of before, <laughs> some well-known right. minister to come to town, the healing evangelist, the healing right. uh, anointing, the healing uh, prophet. Uh, come to town, like if Catherine Kuhlman came to town, or if Oral Roberts came to town, or if, if someone like that came to town, then you could go out there to their meetings and believe God to get a miracle. And many thousands upon tens of thousands did. But Brother Hagen, 
uh, said something that just went off on the inside of me because it's what God had been dealing with me as a youth leader. He had been dealing with me about all you have to do is take the word. All you have to do is get in the word. All you have, the word's there right, always. Right. And so Brother Hagen made this statement back in 1966 that just got on the inside of this 16-year-old. And he said, you know, he said, uh, if you'll get in the Word and become a student of the Word and get the Word, the Bible, on the inside of you, he said, then if you get sick at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning and the healing evangelist isn't in town, right, right, Oral Roberts right, isn't in right. town, Catherine Kuhlman isn't in right. town, the healing evangelist isn't in town, uh, uh, you, you, you know, you're, you're, you're sick. <laughs> you know, it's 3 in the morning. Your baby's sick. Right. Three o'clock in the morning, and you can't get a hold of them. You can't get get Oral's phone number or Catherine Kuhlman's phone number or somebody's phone number to to try to get a hold of them to come lay their their anointed hand on on that baby's fevered brow. He right. said he said if you're in the Word, you can do it yourself. You That's can take right. the Word, the Bible, That's those same right. scriptures, right. and you can do it yourself and get the same results. And I tell you, it it causes fireworks on the inside of me because that's what God had been showing me and that changed my life I went I went back to my house that night I said that's, that's exactly wonderful. what God's been showing me that's thank wonderful. God for the healing ministries thank God yeah. for the healing evangelists thank God for the man or woman of God that's anointed <laughs> to come in and have miracles sure. but but sure. if I need Jesus at three o'clock yeah. four o'clock I have his phone number I can get a hold of him oh happy and day he, and here's what brother Hagan said you started this off with the Osborne quote let me let me give you a Hagan quote Kenneth Hagan said in his book understand the anointing same thing he said back in 1966 in Midland, Texas. He said this. He said, any believer, layman or preacher, can lay hands on the sick because healing belongs to them. It was purchased for them at Calvary. We are authorized to pray. We don't need a special anointing, a special leading. We are already instructed to do so. The Bible says these shall, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Mark 16, 17 through 18. The people today, he said he said this, the people today can believe the word and be healed of anything without any special manifestation of God's miraculous ministry gifts or spiritual gifts. On the other hand, some are anointed with the healing anointing and you can get them to pray for you and get you a miracle. Well isn't that powerful? That's wonderful. We'd never heard that in Pentecostal churches. No, we hadn't. Yeah. I heard it in 1966, and <laughs> I mean, I latched on to it like a dog with a bone. I had yeah. the tenacity of a bulldog. I, I latched on to it and wouldn't let go. Well, you know, that's everything, what, what you've done for if the last 51 years. you can't get the preacher years. at 3 o'clock in the morning, you can get Jesus. <laughs> I know. I, all of a sudden, to be delivered in, from in codependency. In the, in the Pentecostal in the church, we used to sing, call him up and call him up and tell, tell him, him what, what you, you want. want. <laughs> Jesus on the main line now. <laughs> I know. I, I, have, I have the same thrill and excitement every time I think about the fact, you know, um, it's like Romans chapter 10, Deuteronomy 30 over there. It says you don't have to climb a mountain. You don't have to cross an ocean because the word of faith is near you, even, even in, your, in mouth your mouth and in That's your heart. That's where Paul got it. When Paul wrote right. that in Romans chapter 10, he got it over there from Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 30. Deuteronomy 30. I, I word remember, of faith is near you. It's in your mouth and it's in your heart. I remember Brother Hagin saying that at, at, at Lakewood one time uh, during the, uh, the convention he was there speaking for. He was standing on the front row looking down at a lady, he said, you know, the answer that you need right now is right there in that book. You just got to look. And he pointed down at her, hit her Bible. He says, right there on that book. Yeah, yeah. And so that's what we want to help you with. And Terry's got 51 years of ministry 
and uh, teaching and training that literally can put you through Bible school. And so we invite you to go to our website and look up some of these wonderful things that are that are there for you. And, or you can call our office at Terry Mize Ministries. Our number here in Tulsa is 918-392-9930. And of course, you can find Terry and I on Facebook. Terry Mize Ministries is on Facebook. Terry L. Mize is on Facebook. I'm on Facebook. So we're, we're just trying to get it out there to help you. And we believe, God, that everything that's going to be uh, available, everything that is available to you, is going to bear a lot of fruit in your life. And I have two personal pages, either Terry L. Mize right. or Terry, Terry Mize. Mize. Either one right. of them. They're both, they're both because uh, I, cause I maxed one out at 5,000, <laughs> so I went to another one, and it's about maxed out too, but... But, but Renee, we're, we're, we're about to leave for a month, uh, for almost a month. And then at the end of the month, we'll be in Mexico with my dear friend and your dear friend, our mentor, our father in the faith, Wayne Myers. Wayne right. will be having his 97th birthday. Isn't that incredible? He's still preaching, still, right. still ministering the word, still going strong. And he's going to have his 97th birthday at the end of <laughs> August. And we certainly want to be there, yeah, as we always right. are, for that's his right. birthday and to celebrate him and love Wayne him. He's, our, he's my father in the faith, has been for 51 years, and my, my mentor. And, and uh, I'd, uh, I, uh, wouldn't it be fun to give him $1,000 for a year and give him $97,000? Wouldn't that no, be fun? No, that's right. That's right. But anyway, we're going to be there, and we're going to, we're going to be ministering the Word of God uh, hot and heavy here. And, uh, and, of course, then we're headed to Germany and, and uh, Romania right. in the fall. And uh, we're just traveling all the time. And we've got people just begging us to come. Please come. Please come. Brother Terry, please come. Dr. Miles, please come. And it's just a matter of finding time on the calendar. But it's right. also a matter of getting the finances to take care of it. And and we just ask you to bathe these things in prayer with us. That's right. That we're at the right place at the right time and got the money to pay for it. And then we've also, and I want to say this, and we've we got to go. We, we've been doing this for this podcast for too long here. But uh, we've been offered the opportunity to be on, on television uh, for free, for, for no charge. Uh, and we're just praying about it. We think it'd be, it would just let us reach a lot of people. No, more that's people, right. That's and, right. And talk to them about missions and talk to them about faith. And, and there's not going to be any charge at all. And, uh, but there is going to be a startup charge, not right. from not from the TV station, not from the ministry with the TV station, but but just a startup of getting the set and getting the cameras and getting the the, the producers and the, right. just all the stuff that's got to be done. Right. They're telling us it's probably going to be twenty thousand dollars, could be thirty, and uh, and and we're just believing God for that. And I'm not just rushing into something. We're believing God, and and there could be partners out there that would like to help us with that's that. Right. Some people that's are right. part are are. are uh, Project oriented, right. you know they they don't necessarily give monthly like right. our like our normal partners do. That we we need desperately our monthly partners and appreciate them so much to send right. money every month. Right. But some people are listening for that project. They want to do a project like when we do orphans for Christmas, right. Right. or when we build a church overseas, or we dig a water right. well for some village overseas. We're just about to do that in Romania, by the way. Uh, and, uh, and 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 so they listen for a project, and this project is going to be twenty to thirty thousand dollars, and yeah. and that may just pull somebody's chain out there, or turn their light yeah, bulb I've on, been, and they want to they want to get involved in that and give all of it or half of it or some of it or well, whatever. I've been praying that 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 <clears throat> we had four partners that would give five thousand right away, or we had ten partners that could give twenty five hundred. Right that'd away. be nice. That'd be great. You know, and, and, and that's in addition that, to what I mean. You right. can't rob Peter to pay Paul. No. They can't if they're partnering with us anyway. They can't say, "Well, <laughs> this is for that." We said, "No, no, no. We we need what you're giving now right. to do what we're doing now." 
But, but this know, is an additional project. But I know that God can, you know, like King Ahasuerus, God woke him up in the middle of the night to tell him, night. reminded him what, you know, and told him what Mordecai had done. And then, you know, like Job said, wake up the mighty men, you know, that God will wake right. up our friends and partners and, and that you'll share in the load with us. Wake up the and, king, uh, wake up the, the men of influence, men wake of up renown, the mighty men, men, wake up the men of yeah. renown. All of, all of these wonderful uh, partners and friends that, that you have had through the years. And uh, I'm just praying and believing, God, that we're going to have that and we're going to launch out into the deep, yes. you know, like Jesus yes. said, and uh, just see some new things and uh, reach another whole generation. No, really. With the, with the Word of God, because we've gotten older, partners have gotten older, but we're believing, God, that what, you know, this Word is, is eternal. It's true. Sure. It'll work for everybody, young and old. Well, we've got to go today, and, uh, but we just wanted to tell you all about it. And we're believing, God, uh, with you that the Word we've shared today is going to, like Mark chapter 4 says, it's going to bear some 30, some 60, some 100-fold return in your life and that it will reap much fruit for you and your family. And so we pray together and believe, Terry and I always say to you that you are more, more than, than conquerors. conquerors. See you next time. Bye-bye. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.